BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Turbocharge your customer experience results with nice CX-1. Now you can rapidly scale extraordinary CX with the power of the cloud. Nice CX-1 is the most complete customer experience cloud platform and is trusted by thousands of organizations around the globe. With CX-1, you can deliver frictionless self-service as well as top-notch digital and agent-assisted interactions. Get cloud-powered CX at scale. Learn more at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for HealthAid Kombucha. Uh, this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching, uh, great for your gut health. HealthAid Kombucha comes in many flavors, Pink Lady Apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic, a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big sodi fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals. It made your tummy feel good. That is Health Aid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum tum feel good. So make Health Aid Kombucha your go to for a healthier, happier you. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 262, episode 5 of Dear Daily Zeitgeist! Yeah! A production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared into. consciousness deep into mm-hmm. it's friday mm-hmm. november 11th 2022 11 11 veterans day you know veterans that day? i do Let, know that like the, was it the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month i used to play so many veterans day things at uh forest lawn memorial because i was a school band also national sunday day that's if you feel like they missed it but it's what sunday day yeah, I mean for us for a ice cream Sunday. Sunday, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that would like, be oh, wild. I should have put that on a Sunday, right? But anyways, it's good. Friday is a good day for ice cream Sundays. You know, shout out to all the veterans out there. And yeah, my kids are home from school, so it's it is Veterans Day in this household. Wait, did you ever? Did you get? I I didn't really get Veterans Day off until mm-hmm. the high school I went to, and it was no. like a one off once. I remember. No, it wasn't there. I'm I'm here for it. I mean, kids yeah. need rest. I think that's the I mean, one I'm, thing that we I'm here for any day off. Yeah, that's why I was like All Saints Day. Like when I went to a Catholic high school, I'm like, fuck yes, all the saints, all mm. of them, please. And eleven plus eleven equals twenty-two. Eleven, eleven, twenty-two. So I mean, there's like probably some numerology shit that oh. <laughs> your, your local numerologist would be happy to talk to you about. Yeah, Robin from the rehearsal. Reach out to him. National Robin Day ended up on upright on miracle status. Anyways, my name's Jack O'Brien, aka Crispity Crunchity Apples Jack. That is courtesy of my dumb brain. Shout out to the listeners who chimed in sharing your truth that you actually like mush apples, or that some people were like, "Yeah, my my significant other." likes red delicious apples that's a real problem we we, (laughs) i I don't know i i i can't 
I can't deal. But I, I do want to shout out Cassie, who said, I'm so sorry to report that I'm a soft apple stand. In fact, I get an apple that is too hard, I punch it. If I get an oh. apple that is too hard, I punch it. Something I've done since I was a kid. Saying it, saying it out loud now, it's embarrassing. I don't think you should be embarrassed. Do your truth. If your preferred version, uh, your platonic ideal of an apple is just a a bag of applesauce in an apple skin bag, the, <laughs> good good for you. Do yeah, you do punching, you? I'm glad to know for me. that y'all exist. The punching is interesting, though. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to psychoanalyze that, but you know what? Go ahead. You know, as long as they are the right texture for you, get it how you need it. I did start psychoanalyzing all these people in my head. I was like, I bet they had at a young age an apple that wasn't ripe yet. And that like fucked them for crispy apples forever because now they're like the only safe apple is an apple that yields to my teeth immediately. (laughs) Anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's Miles Gray. And I'm sorry, but the Coldplay AKAs keep coming. Light produce up above, heavy ones down below. When it's cereal, you just let it go. But if you never check out, they'll never know just what your cart's worth. Panic will guide your bones. Oh, wait, home (laughs) and ignite your bones. And I will try to find my wallet. Uh, That's based on the, you know, terrible experience of forgetting your wallet at the grocery store. And then do you put stuff back or do you just ditch the cart and vanish? A journey uh, guided along by a Coldplay song. Another one Mm -hmm. that I don't know. I'm starting to feel like maybe I just don't like Coldplay Jack, or have, have managed to, to. This is one of the most overused. For me, I, I didn't. I was. I really wasn't knowing what Coldplay was really till this song, and then I was like, "Oh, this song that's in every promo package for like a sporting event. They always use it at the end with the light, lights will guide." Never mind. Anyway, huh. we're doing the same conversation we did when I did the this AK last time. Shout out to Hercule Pierogi. Oh, is this another? Is this the same Coldplay song? A new AK, same song. New AK. I was lying when I said I was going to go listen to it. I apologize. Miles, we are Mm -hmm. thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a very funny stand-up comic, writer, actor, and host of the new podcast, Parenting is a Joke. Please welcome to the show, Ophira Eisenberg! Hello, Miles and Jack. Welcome. Welcome. I I have a hardcore, hardcore crunchy apple stance. Yeah, hardcore. As I said it, I was like, you know what? That's the Apple industry is going to <laughs> hey, be very pleased with hard that. to the core. The core can be soft, but that outside better be crunchy. Yeah, well, but my yeah. Apple people, what happened to you? Yeah, that's, yeah. that is the drama. In your mind, a soft apple would immediately signal to my brain something is wrong with this. Yeah, like I don't yeah. continue a bite when the first one isn't like. If it's like, yeah. I'm like, ooh. Uh-uh. Yeah, and if you are hitting your fruit, you need to take a deeper dive into your psyche of what that's about. I yeah. actually appreciate that because I I have like <laughs> weird food rituals that I can't think of right now. But like I I could totally if I was into soft apples, I would be doing that. I I actually feel <laughs> oh, like yeah. I it's not out of anger. It's just to like get the food exactly how you want it. And you haven't like right. refined the process since childhood when first you're like I punch it. Right. They're like, I don't know, like, that, that works, works actually. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Fira, where are you coming to us from? I'm coming to you from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. okay. Seven, hotbed like of uh hotbed of fun. It's good to Hotbed of time. fun and I'm hearing yeah. some sirens in the background. Oh yeah. Always... You know, they're I, I like hermetically seal every uh opening of this entire apartment, yet still <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, right. Like always an no, let the, let the Brooklyn in, you know? I feel, I feel like, like if we were cutting to you in a like Marvel movie and it's like, how do we let them yeah. know that it's she's in Brooklyn? That's this the is sound. truly Gotham yeah. City. This is this truly is the Gotham bet City. That they would use. Also, yeah. I feel like because I'm in Brooklyn, I'm just surrounded by podcasters. I'm sure every single person here is like, yeah, yeah. Ugh. 
<laughs> it is funny, yeah, how often we're like, where are you in like Brooklyn? We're like, oh, okay, totally. yeah. notice that? Yeah, yeah exactly. I wonder if anyone's ever been listening to a podcast recorded in Brooklyn and heard another podcast they listened to <laughs> bleeding in through the wall. Like, okay. oh, wait a second. <laughs> Y'all so live next to each other. Yes, it's happened to me. I, I was talking to someone on a podcast and it, because it, just like you heard an ambulance, it was like a, a just a really loud motorcycle. But we both heard it. We're like, oh, where do you live? And it was within the block. <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah. We're like, we could have met in person, but no. Right, right, right. Yeah. There'll <laughs> be some fan who's like trying to hear the same siren. And it's like based on the Doppler effect from this recording and that one, yeah. I have and what I've seen from radio calls around there. Yeah, it's this intersection. It's like the scene in Fugitive where they're like analyzing the phone call. I could, I could yeah. definitely see a podcast fan like triangulating location with that sort of science. Yeah, absolutely. If hey, if we have the kind of parasocial relationships, I think we do better, <laughs> better be your time to, to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ophir, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. We're gonna just. Check in for a bracing cup of uh, hot Fox News cope. Mm, mm. We're going to just just listen to them freaking out about the results of the midterm. And we're going to talk about the New York Times and how they are covering the good news for progressives, which it seems like they're ignoring a lot of it. So we'll talk about that. Then if we have time, we might even get into a preview of a couple holiday classics in the making coming okay. from Netflix. All of that, plenty more. But first, Ophir, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? Okay, so I'm starting to travel again, you know, touring during doing stand up. And because I haven't done it in a little while, I find hotel rooms. I, I never loved them, but I never thought right. about them. But now I'm, I'm just I want to make them better. I, anyways, so I was looking up like hotel room hacks, like how to make your hotel room a better experience because I'm not staying at the Four Seasons. Let me just point that out. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I would love uh, that though. You're like, because the Four Seasons is an absolute horror show. Yeah. Like, how do I, I dial up. up this experience to make it like a little more comforting? Right, right, right. Yeah. No, I'm hoping for a Hampton Inn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. one of the things I find, especially if you're talking all the time, is like, humidity. I find hotel rooms super dry. So I was like, there's got to be some people talking about hotel humidifier right. hacks. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Turns you out there's any? like a there's many people who have tackled this issue. Ooh, right. Good. The internet comes through where exactly where we would expect them to. <laughs> like, what is the most what is the one hotel room hack that like what is the one that you are now you're like okay I'm I'm definitely bringing that into my So I kind of want to try this humidifier one so you have to have binder clips like you need to bring a clip with you some okay. sort of clip and then you're supposed to grab one of their hand towels or face towels and just soak it wring it out and then clip it to the outside of whatever air vent is in your room and it Whoa. should basically uh, as they said make the air like moist uh -huh. and uh, yeah, moist and, wow. and feel good. So it seems see, that seems like a over promise there. Sure, but I'm gonna try like, it. In, in my mind, I would do something that would cause like some terrible plumbing thing. Like yeah, just leave the shower running all night. Right, full steam. Just <laughs> That's let what, the steam that, that blow was out. What I assumed was going to be the answer, and in fact, yeah. I've done that before. Oh yeah, I do that just for all my clothes. I'm like, time to go to the yeah. dry cleaner. Oh yeah, that's what. I, yeah, I, I do that. that for clothes. If I that, I heard that somewhere and have just assumed that it was you know gospel. At this I mean, point. what a colossal waste of water, and we're all like, let's totally. do it. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's I'm like the well, these rooms aren't so dry. I wouldn't have to use up all the potable water in the area. Yeah. Thank Sorry. you. Thank you. And also one time I got a lot of splash on my on my clothes and they were too wet to wear. So <laughs> they're like, I didn't get pee on these pants. I was trying to steam them in the bathroom. <laughs> they're like, okay, dude, no one even asked. Uh, Ophira, since you travel so much, I was asked this because as somebody who's been in, lived in a lot of hotels and work and things like that, do you have a fucked up relationship with Mario Lopez? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, always, I, this is, I'm always like, how much money are you yeah. paying for this? I'm like, I, I want to know. I don't, who else has that kind of ubiquity? You know what I mean? Like, Everywhere. if you turn on a fucking TV in the United States in a hotel, the first fucking guy you're going to hear is like, hey, it's Mario Lopez. I'm like, talking to you place. about the hotel and the brand and all the great things. Yeah. So uplifting how the television works. 
Yeah, I just there's something I I I feel like it's wild. I mean, I'm really like, were you paid seventeen million dollars, or are you mad because you got paid like six hundred (laughs) bucks? What What is uh, what's something that you think is overrated? Okay, probably unpopular, but I'm I'm doubling down on this, especially because I live in Brooklyn. Beyond Burger, Mm. not a fan. Okay, like, I'm, am I a fan of a plant-based diet because of all the good things that comes with it, including sure. health and probably uh, doing the best thing you can for this planet? Yes. But Beyond Burger is grown, let's just say, in a lab. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and that bothers great. you. Yeah. Yeah. Because part of you just, well, you know, and you know when you cut a Beyond Burger, it bleeds? Yeah. So like that's, little, yeah. like, Myoglobin. that's the thing, why it's sort of tasty. It's like mimicking meat. Anyways, I just think the whole thing is, I think we hail it as to be this kind of something that is so, like we say plant-based, makes it sound like it was grown and cut, but that is grown in a lab. They figured out how to make it bleed, you know, because all the vegetarians are like, you know what I miss? Murder. (laughs) I miss the blood. (laughs) Exactly. I can't watch an artichoke heart stop. Do we know what the blood is from? Like, what, what have they? Well, it's not actual like, blood. Done? Even in red meat, it's called myoglobin or whatever. Yes. Right. What comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So they like. I mean, I know it's not blood, but like, what? How oh, do they? Oh. How do they create such an effect? I'm. I'm. I mean, I think the nicest way to say it is that it is like extracted and then injected, but it might just uh, be a chemical reaction. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, there's there's something they've figured out. I mean, I think yeah. It for uh, the. The draw that I think for some people is more for like people who would never like who don't normally eat plant based. And it's right. like, yes. hey, idiot, you like burger, right? Yeah, I like <laughs> yeah, burger. Exactly. Yeah. OK, fucking try this. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And look, that wasn't fucking beef. Can you do that for a couple of days a week so we don't fuck this whole planet over? Right. Yeah. But there is I feel like there is like I've, I've read that there I guess like the appeal is like maybe starting to wane. Um, yeah, because people just get into other kinds of plant based diets. But yeah. Yeah. Also, it's not like it's less expensive. You know, the, the Kobe beef burger is eleven dollars and then the Beyond Burger is eleven fifty. You're like, yeah, the, I think I, I, yeah, I feel like there. Yeah, it, it hails from a like technocratic impulse where like technology fixes everything. We're We're good here that I think is probably in the process of dying out a little bit like it's. You know, it's been it's been on the decline for a long time. We we talked about it with respect to like Iron Man and Elon Musk, like that right. that right. whole impulse. But I don't know. I made peace with the fact that every food that I've ever eaten was constructed in a lab by because like that's just, <laughs> right. like by food nacho tennis. cheese Doritos were have been <laughs> have had more like R and D. And like hours of education dumped into their creation that like to make sure that their mouthfeel is like satisfying and yet leaves you wanting more. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is this is what we do. This is the height of Western (laughs) civilization as currently defined, unfortunately. So I might as well partake in it. And like the beyond I, I guess the fact that the Beyond Burger kind of. It, no matter how hard I tried, no matter where I look, there's no nacho cheese Doritos on like artisanal menus. So I I, I feel you there. Though. Soon, like, it's Soon. right. right. Yeah. Well, like it's in like farm farm to table fresh restaurants with Beyond Burger, and it's like exactly this, this was might as well be delivered to you by someone in a white coat. But it's yeah. I'm it's still the okay Doritos. With it. It's the Doritos of the plant based diet. I mean, that's true. I've never opened up in my entire life, a bag of Doritos and thought, are these old? Right, right. So, <laughs> like, fresh off the whatever press. Yeah. Can I conceptualize <laughs> even four of the ingredients that are on the back? Yeah. Nah, Sugar, that's the only one pronounced. I can guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, corn. I know that one. Corn, there you go. <laughs> yeah. What is something you think is underrated? Okay, I, another food thing, and I know a lot of people talk about food things, but here we go. On election night, I was um, too nervous to cook. <laughs> so we ordered pizza. We kind of over-ordered pizza, which is what I love to do. And then it's been a while, but the next morning I was rushed, and I just took a piece out of the fridge of mm-hmm. cold pizza with the cheese in that sort of hard sheath 
that it yeah. was made on the top. And I yeah. shoved it in my mouth and I was like, this is heaven. Yeah. But this, I mean, and yeah. I was like, I could sell this for as a breakfast at, at an artisanal <laughs> mm. farm to table joint in Brooklyn because it's so good. And right. you could even just double down on what it is because then it would seem like ironic to be like cold pizza. Yeah, cold yeah. Pizza you, call, slice. You, call it, you call it about last night. <laughs> and then you're like, what's that? It's like, it's a cold pizza slice, man. <laughs> the cheese just candle wax hard. That's, so that's what you're here for. Interesting. Yeah. I love yeah. cold pizza. I mean, that's oh. like, I it's for the longest time, I would either, I hated how the microwave would just turn the fucking crust to like a weapon. Gross. And then once I started doing the show with Jack, he swears by his pan method of reheating. So like I've started yep. to reheat my pizza slices better, but I still love like, <gasps> would just rip it out of the Ziploc because you threw them all the slices in a Ziploc the yes. night before and just have that first slice. Yeah, it's good. Mm. It's like the ingredients found each other in that fridge at night. <laughs> right exactly been mixing it up so, yeah it's yeah. a higher quality alright yeah. let's take a quick break we'll be right back to talk some news BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150 then place a $5 wager on any sport you'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new. I've been trying this year. I've been drinking Health Aid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet, a little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good, cold in my mouth. Warm in the tum-tum is not their slogan yet. Uh, you can have it, Health Aid. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. The future of customer experience is here and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. 
With CX-1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX-1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com. And we're back. And I think it's time to check in with Fox News again. It's, it's always nice yeah, to see look. how they're reacting to bad news for their party. Love a little fascist freak out. I think we can have a little Fox News rage as a little treat for everybody this Friday morning. Why not? Because they are still angrily dealing with what the heck happened in these midterms. I thought it was a red wave. Uh, here is a fantastic supercut from Kat Abu on Twitter. I can't believe John Fetterman won. This is, in fact, <laughs> bad for the Democrats. They're going to misread this. It's like, oh, we won. Joe Biden was not punished this morning had there been a big red wave everybody would be going blame joe biden can't say that the, now. you can't say that right now it's still a win for pro-lifers this new generation is totally brainwashed when we just owned the libs we, we didn't win those races this is not a surprise <laughs> we knew it would be extremely tight forget the red wave the red tide whatever it was it doesn't matter at this point they're always going to spin things against us mm -hmm. single women and voters under 40 have been captured by democrats so we need these ladies to get married. Okay. I've been saying that for years. Right? <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, they're, they're starting, like, look, they're having a, they're having an interesting week. There was one where T uh, Tucker Carlson, I think night, last night or the day before, he was like, now what happens to all these people who we gave millions of dollars to? Like, he's, he's so mad. At, like, he wants his money back? Class. He's going to carry <laughs> in the election? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think he, I think he's more speaking on behalf of probably these mega donors that he convinced to go all in on these midterms. Like, yep. with this terrible fucking plan. And is now trying to put, put it, lay it at someone else's feet. When, let's be real, like, him and Hannity have some pretty outsized power in terms of how the GOP just, oh my like, speaks. God. You know? I mean, can we also just have a moment to recognize that, Gen I guess it's Gen Z, they mm -hmm. do not uh, do surveys. Too many no. surveys. Too many right. surveys already right. in their life. They're like, I'm not doing a survey. Yeah. Like, I don't pick up calls from my fucking grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Pick up this unknown number. Yeah. I'll show no. up. Yeah. I mean, although I, you know, I do think ugh, just yelling yelling at your viewers is the way that they've always energized their party. So yeah. I would really, I'd, I'd wish, I feel like it's all part of this, you know, basically dominant submissive relationship they all have mm. with each other. Right. And now they're just, it's like, how are you, what are you doing, you guys? Bad, 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 bad. And so everyone's going to be like, okay. And like, it will, it will actually energize them. So I'm a little bit, I, I just see that and I get, I want to revel in it, but yeah. I, it concerns me. Well, I think what is interesting, though, is how few people who like Republicans who actually did lose elections. They didn't go straight to the oh. bullshit thing, which is interesting. I'm like a lot of people suspect that it could be because of like the lawsuits that are hanging around and like potential other legal issues that might arise from that kind of like election denialism that may have tampered the appetite to do that. But that was one thing I was fully like. OK, because before we heard like people in certain counties like we already want an audit of the vote, like before Election Day. So that felt like a preview of things to come, but it hasn't quite uh, materialized in the way I had feared. Yeah, yeah. In that supercut, I forget who said it, but just the and Biden wasn't punished. Totally Tucker. sounds. Yeah, right. that was Tucker. That totally sounds like when the Grinch is mad that the Christmas still <laughs> went on. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It, came, it came with no ribbons. It came with no bows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's the sound of singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so let's talk about because I, I also feel like there's a inability to cope with what we've seen in some, you know, mo more local, but very like, I guess also in the Fetterman race, but like progressive values had a really good day at the poll and specifically like the crime wave narrative that I think a lot of the mainstream media, even though they're supposedly liberal, 
they really bought into this that like yeah. crime wave is going to scare voters. We must Democrats must double down on police must do this. And like it's been just a persistent narrative ever since Chase Boudin in San Francisco like was recalled. The media has been like progressive yeah. politics is a loser. It's a it's a wave. We're all fucked. Yeah. And that that just really hasn't borne out. But we're no. we're still not really seeing that messaging breakthrough. No, I, I and it's it's interesting. Again, no one's really talking. There were a lot of progressive DAs that either were elected or reelected across the country. You know, like this is like like Philly, Chicago, Iowa, mm -hmm. Texas, Oklahoma City, like a whole assortment of states from red to purple to blue. You know, they had it all. And. Oklahoma City, I just want to point out, too, not necessarily a place or like Iowa or Texas where the shorthand of the media is like a woke bastion, like, you know, <laughs> right. San Francisco. Uh, although like that one with uh, Boudin was a little bit of an outlier because San Francisco is like a little more of a unique quantity when you look at electoral politics. Yeah, like, I know it's billionaires like per square mile yeah, of yeah. any location. So, and yeah, most people are like. It's all dreadlocks and Birkenstocks, okay? Right. Like, yeah. no, it isn't. But anyway, in many of these areas, though, where progressive DAs were elected or reelected, they also have significant minority populations. And those are the communities that tend to experience much of the crime firsthand. So they are truly the ones, too, when they're voting, are the ones seeing like, man, this kind of fucked up policy does not work. In fact, it's so regressive, it actually just feels like People are just held in captivity for money, which they are. Uh, I want to put this quote from law professor Laura Bazalone, who's from the University of San Francisco, was on uh, Democracy Now! this morning. She said, was sort of describing what is happening is this, quote, this understanding, uh, she said, I think what all this tells you is that this experiment, this experiment with criminal justice reform, this understanding that we can't incarcerate our way to safety that the kind of cruelty that some of these punishments are exerting on people to no good effect. And then the other additional problems like wrongful conviction or just criminalizing poverty so that rich people who are dangerous can buy their way out. But poor people uh, have to stay inside that there are a lot of voters who realize that none of these policies are humane, just or effective. Yeah. Well, and I think just also a like just. Let's turn a complete blind eye to all the white collar crime. Like mm -hmm, it is right. so focused, like so do. specific on, you know, basically a poor person, a poor or crazy person is going to shoot you. That's it. Right. Right. Rob you and right. shoot you. Yeah. Right. Assault you exactly. and shoot you. Whatever that is. And that that's mm -hmm. it. And and why is that? You know, well, that gets a little muddy. Right. But all all of the white collar crime, all of that is just always sort of like, no, no that's under control. Really? Right. Which is. Because you could, yeah, like you could, you could probably draw pretty interesting lines to like cor corporate profiteering and oh poverty to the people. They're like, and then those people are like, ooh, I'm poor and violent. I think the real violence is actually happening in the C-suites of a lot of these corporations. But I mean, again, I was just in, uh, I was in, took my son because it was day off school to the Met and just looking, you know, they still, some of the galleries are the Sackler galleries and we all know right. about the Sacklers and their involvement in uh, profiting so highly off of oxycodone and selling yeah. opiates and marketing that. And, you know, I think there, there was definitely something talked about were those people <laughs> yeah or is, why isn't that a story every single day you know of course right i think yeah when yeah, we have such like media consolidation with the billionaire class like they know it's like dude that the, the people the guys who own this place they might not want stories like that coming out of exactly here. So let's yeah. talk about the poor people all right they also, actively marketed and created a problem that is still killing hundreds of thousands of people like killing people right. every day in the local media and instead the local media is focused on like too much shoplifting in CBS. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I obviously I live in New York so that is a place that is the story of crime always exists and I know people my some of my family's in Canada but even other places they're always like god I I god New York must be so scary right yeah. now. And I'm like yeah. it it is. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that was some, one of the social media responses I saw to people on, you know, L.A. had a lot of progressive candidates do very well and progressive ballot measures and the existing sheriff get voted out like definitively. 
And I saw a lot of people being like, well, you must be the only person from L.A. who hasn't been mugged or robbed this year. And I've been here my whole life, family. Yeah. Never. It's yeah. we're we're good here. You're just seeing Fox News's That's version right. of yeah. Los Angeles. I, 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 it's it's wild how much Fox News focuses on like very specific cities and like getting a narrative going. Well, it has to it, because it's saying, look what happens in the cities where these libs live. They think they know it all and there's shit on the ground. Like right. that's really what they're all trying. And it's so bad. And it's funny because there are so many like boomer tweets where people are like, oh, like you see like a post about crime in like New York and they're like, I've always wanted to go back to New York City, you know, but guess that's never going to happen with the way things look. I just I just I care too much about my safety. I'm like, you y'all are really eating this shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, you know, truly. for those of us who live here, we're like, good. Keep out. Keep that PR going out because we need less people. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, you want yeah. you yeah, you want some like out of town to be like, maybe I'll go to Brooklyn and you want their first idea to be like, <laughs> yeah. and they'll be like No, ah! I mean I I remember before the pandemic, uh, you know, I've lived here twenty years and just before the pandemic, sitting on a subway and just watching you know, what I'm just going to call very entitled tourists who, you know, they were a little too casual with their New York experience on the subway. And I just wanted to just like, I don't want anyone to be afraid, but I was like, shouldn't you be just a little more afraid? Like, right. you don't own this right. place. You're visiting. Right. Okay. You're yeah. visiting. <laughs> right. Seriously. <laughs> but so the New York Times, I, I want to specifically call out for their lack of coverage and <laughs> Not not just lack of coverage of like this progressive movement and grassroots movement that we're seeing like come through and start to show real promise in some of these local elections and, you know, in the big what was supposed to be like the focus of the election night with Fetterman defeating Oz. But like they're I don't I don't feel like they've really figured out how to spin that. And to that point. The New York Times, the day after the election, published a piece in the opinion section, but it was very much couched in like, here are statistics and here are the facts. And we talked to pollsters and a Harvard sociologist. The article is titled, For Republicans, Crime Pays, No Matter What Else Happens. And the entire premise of the article is that the Republicans really doubled down on crime in this election. I'm just going to read a quote like they quote a Democratic pollster is reinforcing this point that like it's a winning it's a winner for Republicans and a loser for Democrats. And this is a quote from a pollster. The 2022 midterms will be remembered as a toxic campaign, but an effective one in labeling Democrats as pro crime. Greenberg wrote in How Democrats Mishandled Crime, a November 3rd American Prospect article. (laughs) When voters in our survey were asked what they feared the most if Democrats win full control and then like just 56 percent chose crime and homelessness out of control, you know, all all of the talking points that go along with this. But the article just I, I think they they wrote it before the election results and just removed a couple of the more strongly worded parts because they even mention Pennsylvania. The Republican focus on crime is reflected in spending data on November 3rd, and the reason Republican attacks on crime are so potent. Li Zhao, a reporter at Vox, wrote, Republicans have spent $157 million on crime-related ads, and the breakdown is even starker in the Pennsylvania Senate race, where Republicans have spent nearly $12 million on crime ads compared to $2.5 million on the economy and inflation. And they don't go on to mention that that was a loser. That was a losing (laughs) strategy. And it just it goes down like they go they go down to interview like Paul Begala and be he's like it worked for Clinton. They just need to be really tough on crime and double down on policing and the death penalty and just all these like old school like 90s political it worked in 92 after the riots yeah like you know what i mean like what the what the fuck are we talking yeah Yeah. then maybe when people were ignorant as shit like it's so weird i i'm wondering when the new like when all corporate media like i mean they're never going to but like they've really shown 
they are so out of touch. Nothing they said is just is in touch with anything. The amount of red wave coming, red uh. wave coming coverage on the New York Times. De- like this was a uh, this was an article from what October nineteenth. Democrats feared red October has arrived. Many Democrats hoped it would be a weird election, but with election day just three weeks away, the midterms aren't shaping up that way. Mm-hmm. And but let's pretend that motivated people. Let's just pretend that it was there was some potential. And let's just pretend, you know, even in New York, where if you were a Democrat, people are always like, ah, oh, your vote, you know, it counts, but it sure. doesn't really count. You know, I was at a show with a, a bunch of people that work in politics and they were like, you, you every vote is going to count tomorrow. OK. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I. I'm new to voting, so I just became an American citizen recently. But I was definitely going to do it. Thanks. Mm -hmm. But I I do feel, I I haven't seen the the numbers on the turnout, but I felt like it was really good. So I don't like that we are driven by fear. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, New York was a little different. It wasn't great for Democrats, which a lot of people were surprised because the the party ended up fighting a bunch of like left, like candidates on the left like spent more energy fighting candidates on the left than like attacking like this crime, like Lee Zeldin's crime wave insistence, which motivated a lot of Republicans to come out like in an interesting way, because I think that's where New York's a little different because it is so blue. Every Republican's like, exactly. Get them all out. And like they Mm -hmm. fully turned up while others like, it's fine. I don't know. New York's not that blue, by the way. New York is, first of all, historically, like they're they've been like they were pro slavery at the beginning of like they when it was, you know, the Dutch East Indie colony founding it. And like that kind of reverberated down through the politics. There's a lot of Republican mayors and shit. There's a chief, former chief of police mayor. Like New York City is, has like very. You're you're right. It's like very specific and unexpected politics that don't really fit into the overall narrative. I mean, but. more in the sense of like for the Republican voter, they can look at a Democrat governor, senator, yeah, other yes. leaders in that sense to say the leadership is blue. Yeah, and that is a motivating force for people to come out. But I'm wondering, like you know. So there have been so many bad takes and shout out to the people on Twitter that have just been collecting everyone's terrible, bad faith (laughs) arguments prior to the election, because we really should be like, what's your strategy for like having better, like a better way to engage with like the stories that are happening rather than seeing like what the herd is doing. And then be like, well, here's my take on the herd mentality. Right. Just all editorial, just all editorial. Yeah. And it's all covering it like it's a sporting event. And when, when, like, so this article doesn't explicitly do this, but it does essentially do this, which I think is sort of the mainstream Democrat and mainstream media apparatus sort of, I don't know, conception of how Democrats can possibly conceive of crime. They can either double down on like, like basically be a Republican about it and be like, we need to fund like extra fund the police and support the death penalty like Clinton did. We can ignore that crime is a problem or just say defund the police and offer no further context. Like those are the three options that they are dealing with in this article. And it's just like a Tucker Carlsonian bad faith (laughs) argument of like how how to even approach this. And so they published this article after this overall strategy was shown to backfire in a lot of like really significant ways for the Republican Party. And they completely ignore anywhere where there is like this alternative messaging that came through and worked like at a local level. Right. The you know, we talked on yesterday's episode about Kenneth Mejia, who ran a campaign that was he's like 31, just really focused he he was a defund the police candidate, and that was like his most explicit position. And he outperformed both mayoral candidates, both the like very mainstream Democratic candidate and also the, you know, fake Democrat Republican Rick Caruso. He vastly outperformed them by just giving specifics, by just right. being like, here's like when when you say defund the police, look how much they are funded compared to everything else. Yeah. And like, so all you needed to do was speak honestly and respect people's intelligence on the subject instead of like this whole Paul Begala, James Carville thing where it's all this like smoke and mirrors and we have to message it this way. And 
like, people don't understand. You can't get them in touch with their safety unless you do a real horrible, <laughs> violent act in front of them. And yeah. that's where our money should Defund be going. the police, more. dumbest thing I heard since my mama tried to put a boot on my head and call it a bounty. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, I think it all, you're, what you have to say, though, all broke down when you said, and respect their other person's intelligence. That is ridiculous. We do not do that. Okay. I, Jack? We right, right. Can yeah. do that. That's we the must thing be that more patronizing, Jack. Like, so I, I do think this goes, like, each generation gets a little bit savvier at dealing with the media than the previous generation. But the media is run by older generations and they are working with assumptions that, like, people are different than they actually are. And that's what, like, we saw Gen Z actually come out and vote and they didn't vote the way that anybody in the mainstream media expected them to. And it's like, yeah, they voted in a way that seems like they... They're just, looking at the problems. They like, oh, these look like solutions. <laughs> yeah. Right, aligned with their values and based on policies and based on, you know, yeah. all the stuff that we're trying to actually talk about in a real way instead of, yeah, yeah. just all the uh, the smoke and mirrors and the, this is going to happen, just wait, yeah. you're going to wake up and all your rights are going to be stripped away and then what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's yeah. on, it, I keep comparing it to like that the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Village, where they really think, oh, yeah, every, you just keep telling everybody the same shit over. You don't want to go out there. You don't want to see what's out there. But guess what? Most people are living out there. They yeah. don't actually live. So your village ass messaging doesn't resonate <laughs> to somebody <laughs> who lives, messaging. who lives in the area where they're like, yeah, that's a motherfucking airplane. Yeah. Oh, y'all didn't hear about it, that in the village? Well, that's on <laughs> y'all. And this whole election, I feel like, was really defined, at least to me, is what I'm seeing, like, broadly, by just people beginning to feel the disconnect between policies that uphold the status quo and what their actual day-to-day -day lives are like. And yes. from there, using their own intelligence to be like, I see somebody who's destitute, or I look at my own situation where I can barely afford housing, and I don't think the, the plan should be, yo, get kick these people out to the Mojave Desert where they can just expire in the sun. It's, I think we need more affordable housing. Right. You know, they're like, right. what the fuck is going on? These woke people. No. Talk solutions. What about tax cuts for luxury planes? Yeah. Uh, I do <laughs> I do have to call out this Harvard sociologist, though, for they, they made this claim. So they were like, Democrats want to claim that crime isn't a, a problem but that ignores that crime is a problem in, you know, black neighborhoods and poor neighborhoods. So, you know, not funding the police is racist is Miss essentially the shit. argument that they make. And it's like, like to your point, Miles, we saw that people who live in neighborhoods that are affected by higher crime are not buying into this bullshit narrative yeah. that like the way to yeah. attack this is by fucking funding a police force that acts like an occupying army. Like they know yeah. that this is bullshit and getting Paul Begala and a Harvard sociologist to tell them otherwise isn't, isn't tricking anyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Good Give luck. them all good guns. Luck to them. Don't you remember? That's how we solve things. Give them all guns. Why doesn't everyone yeah. have a gun? Yeah, exactly. And then even then, a lot of people were like, mm, no, I don't, I don't even think that what? You really <laughs> said that out loud? They also, yeah, they quote the, so because this is a crime article, they had to like quote the crime statistics, which are very like complicated and they point in different directions in different parts of the country. And they were like, but the one thing we're seeing is more gun violence and more murders, but they don't mention like, because there are way more guns and anytime there's more access to guns, that's what happens in, in this country because... Again, that's just seen as a, I guess, childish argument because it doesn't take into account the reality that like, well, you know, gun manufacturers own all of us. So we can't actually right. say that. Right. Are you a child? Get, get the fuck out of here. Right. right. Exactly. Shh, quiet. Daddy's listening. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Got to meet with Wayne LaPierre. I'm later. continuing to search Kenneth Mejia on The New York Times just to see like, when, when will they mention this race that is like a great <laughs> blueprint for how the de Democratic Party should move like all at once yesterday. And the only mention so far is a Halloween article about how like when Democrats go against each other, it gets nasty, folks. And they quote his opponent claiming that he is a anarchist and an anti-Semite. They, oh, wow. they put that in there and he's, he's not. And it's like absolute. But that's that's the only thing that they've mentioned 
about this candidate who just, you know, used a anarchist. That, yeah, anarchist. Yeah. I mean, that's what I the, mean, that's that's the smear for people who believe that less physical police presence and like more support for communities is the answer is they immediately right. go, yes. oh, so you're for anarchy. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. No. Lawless society. You want just nothing. Right. Yeah. Right. And as a Jew, I will say, uh, you know, most people are anti-Semites. So you just sort of like you just that's like a, a penny. You just get rid of that. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk holiday movies. We'll be right back. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new. I've been trying this year. I've been drinking Health Aid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet, a little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good, cold in my mouth. Warm in the tum-tum is not their slogan yet. Uh, you can have it, Health Aid. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. The future of customer experience is here and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com.
And we're back, and let, let's talk about, so Disney is bringing the Santa Claus cinematic universe to Disney Plus streaming, which, if you're not familiar, the Santa Claus movies have always been pretty fucked up, since the original <laughs> is the only Christmas movie where Santa Claus dies in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And That's edgy. It's also, I think, the only Christmas movie to feature references to an actual adult sex hotline. That real '90s kids called. Amazing, amazing. Eight hundred spank, spank me. me. That leads to a nine hundred line with adult content and high charges. Two nine-year-old girls called the eight hundred line. Ended up ringing up more than five hundred dollars in charges. But, anyways, Merry Christmas. Right. It's, it's kind of hard to separate Tim Allen, who is the star of the original, one of the producers of this new show they're bringing to Disney Plus. That's basically a series set in that universe. It's hard to separate. Tim Allen, the Santa Claus, from his outspoken public persona, where he kind of routinely whines about the oppression he faces as a Hollywood conservative who charges, I think, a million dollars per stand-up show. So we all we all feel struggling, man. I, yeah. I think about him every night. I pray for him, right? Yeah. As you lay on your pile of cash, <laughs> but you can you can really read this show as a story that is symbolically about Trump deciding to run for the 2024 election with Santa as the stand-in for Trump. Because in this newly released trailer, Santa discovers that people don't believe in him anymore. Oh, there's an opening scene in which a hysterical woman throws a wine bottle at his head. Wait a second. Is there any other kind? I was on. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Any other kind of woman. That's what's written in the script. Yeah. Yeah. Hysterical woman one. And Santa notices that the uh, magic meter uh, approval rating is plummeting. And so he decides (laughs) to retire for the good of Christmas. He doesn't urge his fans to hang Bernard the Elf or or anyone. (laughs) But the language of the moment is so for the good of Christmas, I'm retiring, recalls the rhetoric surrounding calls for Trump to concede the election. But then it turns out that the person after him sucks. And Joe Biden. And, and, he, and he's called Joe Biden, right? That's yeah, very yeah. And he's, he's a much older Santa Claus. Brandon Claus. There's a legit quote from the trailer. I retired too soon. I hired the wrong guy. And so he has to come back and you know, triumphantly return to the North Pole, remove the new Santa from power. A bloody coup ensues, I have to assume. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Mm -hmm. also famous for wearing red hat, you know, it it couldn't be any clearer. I mean, yeah, it feels like one of those things where Tim Allen doesn't realize what he's doing. You know, like he's like, yeah. And then like they don't like him. So he leaves. But then they realize this new guy's like, are you talking about Donald Trump? He's like, I. uh, Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, right. Maybe I don't. Wasn't thinking about that. I only think about. Yeah. That. Yeah. Why would I be talking about him? It's Christmas, okay. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. It is. It also, it's. I put this in the category. My husband and I talked about all this time. Like nobody asked for that. You know, like, <laughs> right, as right. far as a holiday movie is concerned, are we like, hey, is there a Santa tale about how one fucks up and uh, the the old one right. has to come back? And it's like, no, no, no one needs that. As a no one series, needs that. Though? Yeah, Santa yeah, movies, a series. Like a cautionary tale about regime change. Is there anything like that <laughs> yeah. that we could? <laughs> what's what's a binge worthy Santa tale? Right. Yeah. So mean, at the end, have, does he yeah. charge for the gifts? How does this work? Yeah, yeah we mean, don't. We actually don't know find out. We're, we're still waiting it. to see. But yeah. it's very I mean, it's just so funny. On one side, you have this on Disney Plus, where it's like, yeah, maybe Joe Biden sucks and Trump should come back, and then Andor's like, it's all about armed revolution, oh and you're like, God, Whoa. I love Andor so much. <laughs> like, oh, I haven't watched it. Is it really? It's so good. It's like it's like hard. It's hard Star Wars. Wow. Oh yeah. It's and it is, it's Wars. all right. It's all about the police state. Yeah. And revolutionaries. Amazing. But like, yeah. you know, deeping into that story. It's the Truly best. both sides. Truly both sides. There's dudes like you taking a piss in it. You know what I mean? Like there's just yeah. stuff you don't see in like, like Star Wars is so sanitized. So it's, it's so great. I don't know. I, I Sorry, really what did you say? So, there's someone taking like, a piss. Like You wouldn't see someone taking a piss in a Star Wars film. Right. That's been my number one complaint since I the know first, since I was Tom a Hanks child is. and saw Star Wars for the first time. Exactly. Right in a helmet, they take a piss in a helmet. 
and then someone else puts it on. No, that does not happen. Uh, that would be the, the prankster Star Wars. But that's I, like yeah, the I, level of the yeah, realness, I feel like. <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, Star Wars is big in my family. My son's name is Lucas. Just need to. Oh, my that. God. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Super producer Justin says it's the best Star Wars property ever made. So you are you correct. Can add him. Oh, okay. Now we're wow. showing off my. Look in the back. You see that? Damn. That's, that's Endor. Oh, my and that's goodness. And then that's Tatooine. Wow. I'm holding up my Star Wars posters for those who don't understand. Yeah, yeah. This is not a visual medium. Okay. Who made Andor? I, oh, Tony Gilroy made it. Tony is Gilroy. It, yeah. That's right. Did Tony Gilroy, is he the one who made Michael Clayton? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think he made so. Michael yeah, Clayton, yeah, yeah. which and is... And the Bourne films, right? Yeah. He wrote I th- He wrote the Bourne films, yes. made Michael Clayton, which has a very good like anti-corporate message. The Bourne films, anti-CIA oh, message. Rogue One, too, yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, Ophira, it's been such a pleasure having yes. you on the podcast. Where can people find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? Thanks. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Miles. I'm at, uh, well, my new podcast is called Parenting is a Joke with iHeartMedia. So you can find that wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow me on the socials at Ophira E. Most importantly, based on this capitalist talk at the end, you can find me on Venmo at Ophira. There you go. There it is. Important. <laughs> Write it down. If you want to, if you want to just talk through Venmo, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Uh, and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? You know, right now I am sort of I am enjoying where people are deactivating their Twitter account and then taking a screenshot of that and putting it on their Instagram <laughs> as a post. <laughs> it is the most, you know, for, for to be virtuous. Like, look at the thing. Like, no one could just leave. Just leave. Okay, right. I don't need to like celebrate your leaving on a different meta social <laughs> situation. It's hilarious right. to me. Just leave. It's okay. Got to announce though. Got to announce. Miles, where can people find you? And what is a tweet you've been enjoying? Find me at Miles of Gray on Twitter and Instagram. I am. Wow, I do well, not know how to say Instagram that. Also, I find find us, us <laughs> uh, Jack and Miles on our one hundred percent top rated basketball podcast. Miles and Jack got mad boosties. Um, and also percent top rated is that? Yeah, what I'm just. Like cre- it's like you got to create new like words that don't mean anything but sound good like a politician would say i mean it's 100 percent top rated so we know oh that. yeah 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 obviously um and also 420 day fiance this week with lydia popovich actually lydia popovich is helping me guest host so check that out uh some tweets that i like well okay this is just interesting this one is from at pink underscore priestess it says i'm begging the spiritual girlies to do a little reading on recognizing propaganda how the right infiltrates occult spaces the current rise of fascism, etc., because I see so many of you falling for hyper-conservative ideology when it's presented to you through terms like divine feminine. Yes. Uh, and I just see like, yeah, that that space, I feel like that's maybe Steve Bannon has his eyes on the woo-woo space as the next block he can maybe turn out. And then Sarah Meyer, uh, at Sarah Meyer NYC, this is just like an election day tweet that was so funny. It said, I just voted and was approached by an elderly woman looking on her NYC ballot for Dr. Oz. I don't really know where to go from here. Perhaps to the bar. Yeah. Where is Dr. Oz? Oh, no. Help me. You don't even know what fucking. What? Are you watching that much Fox? You just think there's like three candidates? Okay. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien, a tweet I've been enjoying. Katie at Skatey420 tweeted, my Uber driver yelled, oh, Jesus, what is that? And then said, oh, it's the Goodyear blimp. I thought it was a ghost, <laughs> which is both very funny and not what you want to hear from your Uber driver necessarily. No. But also, no. I, whenever I see the Goodyear blimp, I have that same thought. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, right. Really? Yeah, not not whenever. I'll say I've I've frequently okay, had that seen moment. the big ass Goodyear blimp hovering in the sky and like out of the corner of my eye, and it's just so unlike anything that my brain is ready to process in that spot. Right. And the way some people are with cows, where they're like cow when they see one when they drive right, right, by. Right. I am that for life with Goodyear blimp, Good but like to a degree where I like get very excited and make my kids come outside or, you know, look, and we'll be like pointing. They're like, no, 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 it's right over there. 
They're like, okay, dad. Right. I yeah. swear it was there. The wind problem. <laughs> Do you, I, yeah, it, there's just something about when the Goodyear blip is is out. Like, even if it's like for some golf tournament, I don't give a shit about. There's like a yeah, a feeling. I of mean, something I, is happening. Yeah, like I guess whenever you're at like a sporting event in stereo, it's like, hey, I'm at a good event because the yeah. blimp's here. Yeah, I just yeah. blimp's. I, I I do. I know this is like an old internet take, but. You know, if if the era of blimps came back, I would I would not object. Jack, you're the father of old internet takes. <laughs> Thank you. You're allowed to dabble in that. Like the you're the OG. You know what I mean? Like yeah. ain't nobody fucking with you. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what's oh, oh man, man, this is a good track. This is a uh, a track by Cartoons, C A R R T O O N S, with Nigel Hall, a great R and B like soul singer. It's called Groceries, and it's just such a it's like it's like a funky modern soul track. Cartoons is like this really interesting like producer, bassist, multi instrumentalist. So it's like got a little. We got a little nice funk feel to it, but it's like the production feels a little more modern. But uh, Nigel Hall's voice is like fantastic, uh, and together it's just like one of those great combinations of like a great vocalist with a great instrumentalist. And you've got this track called Groceries. So this is actually a good track to take into your Friday and maybe watch some Fox frustration clips. You know? Yeah, yeah. clips. Don't actually tune in. But there's... nah, 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 nah. Don't give, don't give them that. So the social meds is lousy with uh, just people losing their mind on Fox. Yeah, just follow Cat Abu or one of those accounts yeah, yeah. on Twitter, you know, uh, ASIN, ACYN, or whatever. All right, well, we will link off to groceries in the footnotes. Yeah, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and oh, yeah. we will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com.